The good person, out of the good treasure of their heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of their evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the overflow of the heart, their mouth speaks. How you doing? Good. Welcome those online with us today. We want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Can we give the moms a hand for being a mom? You are, you, you deserve more than applause. Uh, there's so much that we appreciate about you. We wouldn't be here without you, obviously, uh, but there's so much that you helped us through and got us through. And, and I, I recognize this. We do recognize Mother's Day is kind of a loaded term. And just like Father's Day can be. It's just th these special holidays are important. I think they're important. We should always lift, lift them up. And yet they come with a little bit, you know, variety of emotions today. Well, first, we, we are grateful for you. We're grateful uh, for you being a mom as well as I'm sure there's some gratefulness of being a mom and the blessing that comes to be a mom. And so we, we thank you for who you are. And, and, and also, you know, gratitude comes a little bit of grief too. And so there's some here that myself included. My mom has graduated, uh, and she's no longer on this earth, And but we recognize, we, re we remember them, and, and so there's fondness maybe, and there's also some grief that comes with that if it's been sooner than later for that, and, and the other side, to recognize that there's, there's moms here that have lost a child, and so we, we recognize that as well today. So it's, but we want to honor. We want to lift up motherhood, and, and to, to, to do that, we have a little gift for you on the way out, so all the moms on the way out, um, there's a, not that you need to be sweetened up or anything, but there's a little something sweet for you on the way out to say a little token of thank you. Um, and, and, and listen, if, if you haven't got your mom a gift, this isn't the gift. This isn't like, I got a gift. I'm going to go buy something, do something. Actually, probably she just wants to hear from you today. Call your mom, okay? Uh, that's what I've told my kids this morning, okay? Do, do that. So anyway, we want to take a moment to do that. Um, but we're I think of my I think of my mom and what I think about my mom is the things that she said were kind of funny things but they're also kind of cringy things that my mom would say I, I don't know if you look back and your mom or maybe you said to your kids but I was just recalling that a little bit like a lot of it didn't even really have a lot of logic but but one of the things and and you we can google if these fact check but one of the things she would say to me she says uh we go, we go on a picnic and everything, and, you know, we, get, we eat, and then she goes, Danny, you can't go swimming. You've got to wait an hour after you eat. Did any mom say that to you? Hour? That's just wives' tale. Rob, probably, right? And, you know, you, get a, you cramp up. You'll get a cramp. And so, uh, and so here all my friends and cousins are swimming. I'm just sitting on the, on the picnic table waiting for the hour. That is the longest hour in the world. Like, after an hour, everybody's ready to leave, you know? Um, another thing my mom would say is, you know, don't crack your knuckles because they're going to get bigger. Well, guess what, mom? They're not, okay? I crack my knuckles all the time. We're good. We're good there. Another she says, you know, if you keep making your face like that, it'll stay that way. How many, how many would say, you're challenged? Like, I'm taking you up on that, mom. I'm going to try to see what happens and make my face that way. 
And, and then the other one, this is, she literally says, I'm not joking, this is probably very unique, but she says, when you go on a trip, you know, go on a, you know, make sure you wear clean underwear. In case, she, and I said, whoa, and she goes, in case you get in an accident. I'm thinking, Mom, I don't want to be gross about this, but I, I might not, if I get in a car accident, I might not have clean underwear, okay? And I just don't go there, like, you know, that, that doesn't make sense. You know, but mom, mom's, but this is what my mom would say to me. She'd say, you're, you're all I have. My mom would say that. I was an only child, right? And so after my dad passed away and then she got married again, I don't think my stepdad really appreciated that. Like, and me, you know, but that was all. And so, you know, when, when, and, and she did this, you know, whenever the world didn't revolve around me, she would let you know that. That's how she was. That's how she defended me uh, as an only child. But here, here's the thing. We, not just moms say words. We all say words. We all have words that we say. And that, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about here this morning. Last Sunday, we, we, we introduced this series called Overflow, in which we want to live out the abundance of God rather than a world of scarcity. And so we spent some time looking at the matters first of the heart. You know, mom's words mattered to me because they, they did come from the heart and they came, they came from her experiences. And they, our, words, our words come from those experiences. They come, they, come, they come from the heart. And so what we said last week, what's in you will come out of you. And Jesus, you know, because there's times where we say things like this. We, we, we go, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Well, where, it came from somewhere. And so Jesus is so succinct when he says this in Matthew 12. He says, from the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Last week, we, we said it to one another. You, you're full of it, right? We, there's stuff that comes out of us. We, we say these things. And so we, we deal with, we need to deal with the issues of the heart. But we also need to look at the words in which we communicate. And that's what we're going to focus on here this morning. Now, out of the overflow of the, of the heart. Out of, that, out of the mouth, the, the, the heart the heart speaks. And so, you know, you've maybe heard this before. Words create worlds. They really are. It could be a world of pleasure or pain. It just depends on how we use them, either tools or a weapon. Solomon, though, the, the wisest man on earth next to Jesus, once said this. He said this. He says, the tongue has massive power, right? The tongue, what, what does it say? Can you read this with me? The tongue has the power of life and of death. Wow. This little thing here can do a lot of good or a lot of, of damage. It's life-giving or life-taking. Our actual words. Well, how does this play out? Well, it plays out in all kinds of relationships, right? It plays out in our marriages. You know, find a marriage that's struggling, and I bet you can connect it to the words that are expressed with one another. What is said to one another, it's, it's many times it's life-taking words, not non-affirming words. Show me a marriage, though, that's strong. You show there's love and affection in expression to one another in communication. How about, how about your work? You know, culture is so important when you, wherever you're at, but like the cult, your work culture. You either, you, you can tell by even walking in places of establishment how the people are, that they, they, how they treat one another. How they're treated by their bosses. It's by the words, by their expressions. You know, you come in and you hear somebody say, you know, hey, you know, you run into a employee or something, you're working in a store, or you're going to visit a store, your customer, and they, they kind of say, how, how are you doing? You're asking them, how are you doing? They, 
I'm here surviving, right? That, that sends a message to the whole place that, man, is this a positive place? And so how do you change that? Well, we'll talk about that. But that's a, that's a factor, right, in our words. The other thing is this, uh, parenting. Parenting is so important. You can see this in, in, in the environment of kids and how they're being treated. All in this, these words and er, these little deposits of positivity or, or negativity that's withdrawn from them. So it plays out in all ways. Well, here, here's where we're going here today is this. If you want to change your life, you need to change your words. If you want to change your life, okay, if you want a, a better place in the world and experiencing one, it, 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 it goes back to the words. And, it, and it's really what we say to one another really matters. You know, one of the things you're hearing recently, and at least this last year, is the word trigger. You know, if, listen to it all over. You know, people said, you know, man, I, I, I said this and it triggered, it triggered this person. Or I've been triggered. It kind of triggered, you know, you just hear like triggers, like gunfire. It's like trigger this, trigger that. People say that all the time. And I was thinking what happens when we get triggered like, by words is like we get into kind of what is the survivor mode. It's the fight, fight, or freeze mode, right? You get in relationships where someone says this in it. You know, it ticks you off. It makes you, rubs you wrong in a different way. And that's, you, you get triggered, right? Uh, last couple of weeks ago, I was in a meeting. And, and I don't know if you come into maybe your job or other things, other settings, but you, you come in and you're just like, you know, I, I knew this meeting was important. And, and I came in, you know, I prayed up and like, I, I'm ready to be the best authentic self I could. Well, guess what? It was just the opposite. <laughs> it was probably the worst meeting I've ever, you know, in the top five meetings I've ever had. It was pretty bad. And and I, and I knew it was getting bad is because I would say something and I saw the triggering of people. I saw the expressions. I saw anger on one end and, 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 and anxiety. And I think what happened, I'm learning for myself, is that when I'm kind of tense, I maybe have anxiety. And sometimes my anxiety looks like aggression. And, and that's what I was, I was coming aggressive in there. And that, that triggered these people. And then, you know, you know it's a bad meaning at the end when someone is crying. You know, you're like, oh, I didn't, this did not go well. This is not tears of joy. This is not tears of gratitude, very opposite. And I wish I could say that was a one-off experience. But over my life, I have seen not just what I said, but how I said it affected a lot of people. I don't know why for some of us that there's, there's a really fine, thin filter or maybe no filter between here and here. What I, I think and what I say, it happens. Let me ask you this. When has your words been triggering to? When have you? Probably you look back in your last week where, oh, that could have went better. I said this. I didn't mean to say this. We all struggle with this. We all have had bad means or crucial conversations that trigger people or you've been triggered in your life. And it's so hard because we, we, once you say it, you can't take it back. Do you ever like just... Like you're starting to say it and you're, it's like you're running down here like, oh no, and I keep going. And as you go, you're just digging yourself in this hole. Like it's just getting worse and worse. And you're just, I just like should just shut up right there. I should not have said anything. And it's kind of similar to like putting toothpaste back in a tube. You know, you squeeze a little bit out and like, oh, I don't need that much. You're, you know, no, it's stupid to try to get it back in. It's our words are the same way. It's out. It's too late. What do we do? And it's interesting, it's not, again, not just what we say, it's how we say it. I don't know if you know the 55387 formula. You probably don't. 
but 55% of our communication is nonverbal. So what that means is nothing that you said comes from your mouth. Over half of how you communicate with your body language. It's your facial expressions. It's your micro expressions. You can tell with people it's all a part of that. And then 38% is vocal. And it's, but it's not the words. It's how you said it. It's your tone and your tenor. And you know what? 7% is actually your words. I didn't mean to say it that way, but, but it came out that way, right? Wow, that's really challenging, isn't it? Amber's bro, uh, beer said in this book I read, uh, she's quoting Crucial Conversations, a great book on how to have, I needed to read it again, actually, the last couple of weeks ago. But this is, what, this is what she says. She says, speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you will ever regret. And we're like, oh, man, we're feeling this. If you feel bad about your words like I do, I need help. Well, the best way to deal with your words is to go to God's word, to go to him to help us with this. And I love the Apostle James. It's one of my favorite books because it's so practical and hitting different topics of faith, specifically in the, with our words, with our tongue. This is how Apostle James puts it in the power of words. He says, indeed, we all make many mistakes. I'm not the only one, right? We all are there. We all do this. This is this. For when we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control our, ourselves in every other way. Isn't that true? Man, if it was only, if I could only say the right thing at the right moment, the right time, the right way, oh, my life would be, we could, we could look at that. Life would go so much better, but it's opposite. We are imperfect. We live in an imperfect world. So it's not only we beat ourselves up, you could say it perfectly. Like, I mean, you could have the right tone. I mean, you practice in the mirror, and you're smiling, you're communicating. You, you've done this before. You've, you've, you've presented yourself in such a way. Now it has everything then to do with the person's receiving it. And if they don't want anything to do with it or whatever, you've done your best. And so it's so hard in communication that no one is perfect. So James, though, we, what he does is he helps us out. He really does. And, and he gives us three word pictures that I want to I read here. They're really great pictures for us of how this little thing, this little tongue, this little, our little lips here, how they are so powerful. This is how he puts it. They can, something so small can trigger a massive impact. He says this, these three things. He says, first he says, we make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in the mouth. So just think of a big animal, right, that you just control and able to guide and direct. And so speaking, we, we trigger things and outcomes. When we say something, it, it goes in a certain way, and it's going there. It's hard to get it back once you maybe said it. That, that's good or bad. You can, you can go in a good way, and that's good, but we, we know the bad sometimes. And another thing, a little small, he says, a, a small rudder makes a, a huge ship turn whenever the pilot chooses to, go, chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong in the way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. And, and we do that. We've seen this in the, our world and history. We think of people that are great orators. We think of like Martin Luther King. I mean, through his speeches, he, he, he led the civil rights movement and got a lot more improvement on that still today. But look what's happened. But the, quite the opposite. Look what brought destruction, what Hitler did, and his propaganda through massive speech. 
led to the Holocaust. See, and then it, so in our, in our, it's like a small rudder guiding it, horse bit. And then this is, it says this. Talk about, you know, this. It's a trigger, he says, but a, a tiny spark can set a, a great forest on fire. You know, we're, we're living now, we're loving our beach fires. And, uh, and, and spending time around, it's, uh, campfires, if we contain them, they're wonderful. But if they left unattended, man, massive fires. We pray that we don't have more fires this year. We deal with it every year, right? Because it just takes a spark to set acres and thousands of acres on fire. We know this. And that's why Solomon contrasts many times the difference between life-giving and life-taking words. You read through Proverbs, it's so much about words. He says this, the words are of the reckless, look, look at what they do. They pierce like swords, you know? You can look back and where, you know, uh, what, what's the little nursery rhyme? Um, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Names will never, you know, names. Yeah, words will never hurt me. You believe that? No, that's a lie. They do. They hurt more. You'd rather get punched in the gut. I did. I get, when I was a kid, I'd rather get hit and socked than someone saying something to me that now I've had to kind of work through counseling to get through it, right? It's, it's so true. So he says this, piercing like swords, taking words like this. He said, but the tongue of what wise brings healing. So something that's destructive can bring healing. Well, words bring healing. It's the overflow of the abundance of life giving, not life taking. So when these words are spoken to us in the, just the right time and just in the right moment, you do this, you go, oh my gosh, I so needed to hear that. That means so much for Thank you for sharing that. Solomon says wise words from Proverbs 15. He says, the, but he says, the, he says this, the soothing tongue is like tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. We kind of need to go there to be reminded of this, but you have had crushing moments where it's been life-taking words for you. I guarantee it, every single person in this room has had that. As a young child or young adult or even maybe yesterday that happened to you. And, you know, people say things that sound innocent. They say things like, you know, like, you know, hey, what'd you do, what'd you do with your hair? You know, it's like, what do you mean what I did with my hair? I, you know, it's like, is that a compliment or is that, you know, it's like, do, who does your, you know, like, I got it cut or I got it, you know, I got it, you know, I got it done. I spent a lot of money on this or worse, I did it myself, you know, like. You know, people just are insensitive. You know, I've had years ago this happened to me, and I, you, you're just you'll cringe when I say this. But I've had you know, per, person came in, and 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 I thought she was pregnant. I really did, and and I said, you know, it's like, how, how you know, how far along? And she's like, how far along? What? And like, well, how far in life have you gone? Like, I'm like, oh, why did I just, you know? And they don't attend here today. I don't know. They, well, it's it's not because of that. But anyway, so. I hope not. But here, we've done this, right? Ugh, we've done it. But here's the thing. It, this, this triggering happens, and we go, oh, i got to be careful. i got to be careful with it. But we're going to, what life we live. You know, another recent buzzword that's out there is one that tries to manipulate one, or you've heard this. If, if you heard the word, something, gaslighting, if you heard that, there's, there's some history. You can look it up on that, why that term is. But what, if someone says they're gaslighting, if you don't know what that means, it means manipulating a person with their words. It's kind of this idea of invalidating someone's feelings. Like, if, if you know, this is what you, you hear it this way, well, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, you, 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 it's not that bad. Other people had it harder than you, right? Now, 
it could be true, it is, there's people that are harder than you, but people can kind of, what's their goal? They're manipulating us, or you've used those words before, it's, uh, um, you know, there's guilt-ridden statements we can, we can do, you, you never call me, right? Well, never, I called you, you know, last week, right? It's, we, we end up doing that. In Romans 16, it's a chapter really on Paul gives so importance of, of words can create dissensions and hindrances in our community. He says that, you know, there's deceivers, people smooth talk and flattery tongue that distort the truth and manipulate others. Oftentimes, people are just insensitive. You know, I, I heard someone talking the other day, you, you know, why aren't you married? You know, like, like, you know, who, who, why you're married? You know, you're, you're this old. Why you, it's like, not even darn business. Like, I mean, we can do these things and we say things and we shut up, but they hurt. But on the opposite, though, on the opposite, as much as there's hurt words, there's also these words that can, that can fill us with great joy. They can, they can, you know, rather than people, you know, bashing us, there's words of life that can be spoken. Like, it's so important when we hear these words. You're, you're, you're the best of the best. I'm, I'll marry you all over again. You're, you're, you're my dream come true. I haven't, I'm not more prouder than I am at this moment of you. I'm so thankful that God has put you in my life. You just hearing those, just those phrases themselves, that just lightens the room, doesn't it? And when they're said to someone that's important to you, or are or, or, or you're important to them, wow, words really do matter. Are they life-giving or life-taking? Are they, are they feeding your soul and healing your soul, or are they ripping it from you. Our tongue is so powerful, it speaks life or death. So what do we do? How do we work through this? Well, if you want to change your life, you got to change your words. But what do we do? We go to God's word. Now, this is what James says, how powerful, if you're not convinced of this, this is what he says, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. It is self set on fire by hell. He doesn't hold back there, does he? All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures are all being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It's restless evil full of deadly poison. Wow. Okay. Well, James, you know, okay, we got you there. It's it's there. It's overwhelming. So what do we do? Well, James tells us right here. He says no one can no one can no one can tame the tongue. You know, even wild animals, you could, t- you know, tame a tiger, you could tame a, the, an elephant. They're still wild. There's still something of what you can't control it, but you can train it. And there's conditioning. You can't control your tongue because guess what? You're, it's going to happen. But there's some training that can happen. So I want to give you from, from the word of God here, I believe some help of how we can train our tongue. Some tongue training tips. Okay. It's, uh, I want to I share with you. The first, the first is if you're taking notes, is this. Uh, if it's harmful, okay, what you're going to say is harmful, do everybody a favor. Skip it. <laughs> skip it. If it's harmful, skip it. You, you, you know, mom, you might have said this, or grandma might have said this, or grandpa or something. You know, if you can't say something nice, what? Don't say nothing at all. Mama's right right? The Bible says it this way. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that might benefit those who listen. Think, of, think about the power of this one verse. 
how if we applied it on a daily basis to all our different relationships, how that could help them. If, you, if there could be, Lord, give us this filter that says, don't, do, don't go there. Lord, help us to do that. It would save a lot of headache. It would save a lot of pain. It would save a lot of difficulty. You know, words that have done, you know, words you say to your spouse, your kids, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, whatever they, hurtful words, what if it could take, can't take them back? What could you move forward? The words that, you know, have been harmful, you know? So I don't, you know, what, what do we do? Well, I, I, it might be, in the, it's in the King James, or I don't know if it, your version says this. This is what King James says, shut thy trap, is what it is. Is that, in, I don't know if that's a verse there, but, you know, we shut it. We, 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 we zip it. We, we skip it, we close it, we bite the, the, our tongue. We just don't say anything at all. We just don't do it. Just don't go there. It's not worth it to do that, the pain. But <laughs> if it could be helpful, speak it. If it could be helpful, speak it. Uh, uh, Chris and I were doing devotions the other day, and, and if you're doing the daily bread, you might have saw this, where they, they were, this person was describing of like, there was a truck, like one of those semi-trucks cut them off in traffic, and then, and then all of a sudden they saw the, the bumper sticker that says, how's my driving? And there was a phone number, and they're like, they're calling this number, you know? And so the operator said, yeah, how can I help you? Well, this car, you know, cut me off, and well, what's, the, what's the number? There's a number on the truck, and, and she goes, well, thank you for letting us know. And then she says to him this, by the way, you can also call if we're driving good. If we're actually doing a good job, you can call us. Ouch, right? Many times when we speak up, it's, it's when we're, we're complaining, right? Did you know today, I saw this on Google News, that today, Mother's Day, is the worst day for servers in the restaurant. The number one day for people that dread serving us in restaurants is Mother's Day. Okay, nothing against moms, okay? busy, everybody's going out to eat, so if you're going out to eat today, can you just do them a favor and the world a favor and represent Jesus in your tipping and in your compliments today? We have an opportunity to do that. We just don't affirm enough, do we? And that's why I love Proverbs here. It says this, gracious words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bone. Man, you can't, honey, man, it spreads. I mean, it's, there's something there where words are gracious that just bring healing and help to people. Here's an interesting thing. It says gracious, not thoughts, but gracious, what? Gracious words. You can have all the greatest intentions in the world but, but, and have kind thoughts, but what if we actually express them? And not just express them, you know, once in a while, but on a consistent basis. I love this story. It's uh, Cheryl Pruitt. She's like four years old, and her, her folks have a country store, and, and, and the milkman would come in and see on a regular basis, and, and he would say to this little girl, he'd say, how's my little Miss America? And she, she would hear that over the years, and then pretty soon that kind of that childhood fantasy turned into a reality that Cheryl Pruitt stood on the stage in 1980 as Miss America. And it was the seeds that are planted by this milkman that kept on reminding her that who, you know, who she could potentially could be. This is why encouragement is important. Uh, flip, uh, 
Thessalonians says this, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just in the fact you're doing. Just in the fact you're doing. Not just one time, but consistently. Doing over and over. Encourage this idea of speaking, encu- speaking courage into one another. I, here's the thing I've learned is the people that are really good at that, sometimes they don't get it as well. The people that are encouraging you right now, they also need encouragement. Don't take them for granted. You know, there's just people in your life that do that all the time. Don't take them for granted. It, it, give it back. Give it back in, in a genuine way. Here, I've learned about words. There's something, you know, I know like men speak less words a day than, than women do and all that. But I think that's hogwash, guys. I think we still have an opportunity, even though we, we maybe like some of us talk all day and we're on the, doing a lot of meetings and we're worn out. I get that. But we're replenishable. We can get, there's more comes out of it. That we can be, if anything, we can be abundant with this is words. It takes us and stretches us, right? But it's renewable energy that we have that we can do that. We, can be, we don't have to be frugal with our, our words and opportunity. Let's, why not? Not only be, be kind and, and expression of encouragement, but encourage yourself. I think we get can depressed if we look in the mirror, look down at the scale, and we're going, man, you know, what we say about ourselves. I bet, you know, if you said what you say about yourself to your best friend, they're not going to be your friend any longer sometimes, right? We're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? So I think, I, I, for myself included, like, we need to be kind to ourselves. But here's something about kindness is kindness does come in confrontation. Sometimes we, we need to speak when well, we need to speak up. There's a times of injustice. There's times of uh, issues that rise up that we need to do that, but we need to speak. And this is where it gets dicey. This is the challenge of us all is in confrontation with a coworker, a supervisor, a child, or spouse. It's so important, critical conversations. Be careful that we're not triggering other people. And it happens in two ways. We, we trigger people to lash back at us or shut down. I, I literally had someone a few weeks ago put their hand up. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, wow, okay, you got the hand up, all right? It's, obviously, that's a sign right there. But what's this person I recognize is this. And this is what, that, that it was enough. That James tells us this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. As some say today, when we're confronted with somebody, take a beat. Take a moment. And, and w- one of the things you can do is pray. Just pray. Pray under your breath. They're like, okay, God, help me here. Calm. Even in the praying, delays what you're going to say next. Quick to, don't be quick to speak. Be, you know, slow, be slow to speak, slow be, and the anger can rise. And then also prepare to speak. Peter tells us today, if in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks to give the reason for the hope that's in you. What do we do? But we do it with gentleness and respect. Gentleness and respect. Why? Because Christ is Lord. You're not. You don't have to prove anything. He already did it. Keeping our identity in check of who, who we are, and, and it can make a world of difference. Listen, people hear our words, but they feel our attitude. Oh, man, I've learned that. 55% of body language, right? 38% is just non, you know, just, just how we say it, not even the words we have. You know, a little, little, just a little help, you know, when you're confronted, you're upset, and someone, you want to talk with them, and then, you know, if you say, you make me feel, that doesn't, doesn't work too well. What we have to say is, I feel this way when you do that. It's not on them, it's on us and what we, what we do. So we have to do that. So what? Gracious with our words are like honeycomb. They're sweet to the soul, right? 
Mary Poppins, little sugar makes the medicine go down, right? We've heard this before. So what we do, then we need to prepare to listen. Not only to speak, but prepare to listen. Listen, what their response back might trigger you. What do we need to do? Revere Christ as Lord. He's in charge. I, I don't have to fix. I don't have to control. I don't have to manipulate. I don't have to. I just have to sit in this and recognize it's not always going to be perfect in the situation. And here's the challenge with it is not to be offended. There's a wonderful book by Bran Hansen who says this. It's the book called Unoffendable. Okay, talk about a challenge. He gives us perspective of confrontation. He says, when we recognize our unsurprising fallenness and keep our eyes joyfully open to the glorious exceptions, we're much less offendable. Why? Because that's the thing about gratitude and anger. They can't coexist. It's one or the other. One drains the very life from you. The other fills your life with wonder. Choose wisely. If you want to change your world, you got to change your words. It's either life-giving or life-taking. So if it's harmful, what do we do? We skip it. If it's helpful, we, we speak and sometimes speak up. But finally, is this a, a, a tip for the tongue training? Is this, if it's in you, confess it. If it's in you, confess it. Uh, um, there's, there's people in your life that that will, like, you, they just say one word, and it's like, boom, that you bring back, and it could be nostalgia. Like, I got a friend, if he said smoothie to me, oh, we'd bust up laughing and tell a story about a mission trip by one word. Sometimes one word for you is like, triggers PTSD. So they, it's so powerful. So sometimes it brings out the best, sometimes it brings out the worst, but it brings out something. Jesus says another place in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about the good tree bears good fruit, the bad tree bears bad fruit. He says this, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our mouths will reveal our motives our two feelings, and it will come out, just like the toothpaste. Get squeezed enough, that's what comes out of us. So the question is, what's in you still? What, what's there? I'm going to invite our team to come as we go to prayer, and we have a moment of reflection. But as we pray, I have this question for you. What is your heart speaking to you today? What is your heart speaking to you right now in this moment? Even talking about it, even talking about our words, there's things that have triggered you already of what you said. Maybe right now you might have some regret. Oh, man, like I did. I've apologized. I've done what I've known to do. And, I, and yet I, I really, I, I, you know, I did my part, you know. And so for you, it might be that or it might be regret. It might be just things that you, you said that you just go on. You need to go back and apologize to that person. But also you've been hurt by some words, too. It goes both ways. What's, been, what, what's going to squeeze out? What I've found with this, if I let the Lord squeeze me in times like this, then when I am getting squeezed in the, in the real world, guess what? I've cleansed a little bit from it. I've, got, I've given it to the Lord because if we don't deal with what's in here, it will come out. And as you said last week, it'll come out in the most embarrassing way, in the most cringy way, in difficult way, in awkward way in your life. And then, then, then there's a lot of mess. Man, out of the buns of heart, the heart of the mouth speaks. So what is that negativity? And if there is some sin in your life, I love 1 John. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all sins and, 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 and cleanse us from all sins and, and, and from, uh, forgive us all sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I think what I've found is what, what, what triggers our, our confession is the Lord's forgiveness, that he's gracious to us back. 
He's not here to condemn us. He's actually to bring forgiveness in our life. And out of that forgiveness toward the Lord, then also we can, James says this, he says, confess your sins to one another that you might be healed. And there might be some repair work you want to do. You know, the, the people that I needed to apologize to, I sent an email and I had my wife read it, which is always good to get advice before you send something. I, I really wanted to be genuine in my heart. And she read that and she goes, don't say that part. Because the part said, I'm going in this meeting because I didn't really know what the meeting was about. That's kind of scary, right? I'm, like, I'm coming together. And she said, you know, leave that out. That's not, that, that's pushing the back on. It's your, their fault somehow that what you responded to. And I, I just think, no, I'm going to clean my side of the situation. Only I'm going to own my part. So sometimes there's some editing out what you do, like being, doing that. But here's what I learned with that experience was this, that, you know, one of the three people acknowledged it, Okay. And then the person that responded back, they were kind of, they kind of heaped more at me again. And it wasn't, it, you know, and I, I, I knew when I sent that, I said, Lord, I am just going to, I, and I prayed the test. If I don't get a response back or receiving back, it's okay. And they, there was no apology on their end, and that's fine. I had to really, no, Jesus is Lord. It's okay. I'm not going to bring judgment. I'm not going to be anything. It's on, Lord, I'm help, thank you thank for that reminder. So I encourage you, as you cleanse the bad, replace it with the good. God's truth, right? If you want to know and help with your words, get the word of God in you. It'll help you with what you say. What's in you will come out of you. You've got the word of God. It flows through you and sharing with others. Fill yourself with worship music. Fill yourself with positive uh, impact. And you listen to podcast. Listen to input of things that are feeding you and positivity. And maybe confront you in some areas. Uh, but help you along the way. And then get around people. I tell you, get around people that are positive. Man, our small group. I tell you, if you want to know, if you're new with us, you want to know the secret sauce in this church. It's not, Sundays is great. I love what we get to do here. But it's groups. It's the friendship and the fellowship and the connection that we're speaking to one another. So I don't know where you're at today. But what, are, what is your heart speaking to you today? Let it speak to you. And then respond to the Lord. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, speak. Holy Spirit, right now, speak. Speak to our heart. Show us, Lord. Reveal our heart, Lord. I feel like the Lord just gave me a scripture so much I know I share, but just one more. It's Isaiah. And and he was he, he has this experience before the Lord. Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 6. He says, I, I stood before the Lord and and in the holiness. So he's in he's in this place of holiness with the Lord. And then he asked the Lord to cleanse his tongue with a fire. Uh, so like to to burn it and, and that's a terrible image, but it's really this cleansing of our tongue. That might be for some of you right now. You just need cleansing. Like you've been negative. You just, you know, attitude. I often, maybe even further, cleansing our hearts, Lord. Cleanse, your, just, just cleanse us, Lord. You're refining fire. Cleanse us right now, Jesus. We are, we are sinful, Lord, and we come before you. But, Lord, you give us your grace. You give us your grace that doesn't condemn us. You, you give us a way out through you, Jesus. Jesus, you're the way, the truth, and the life. And so through you, 
Lord, we can have life. And you speak into our lives wholeness and goodness and faithfulness and, and your love, Lord. Even when we messed up, Lord, you love us so much. And that, God, as we confess, Lord, what triggers is your forgiveness that we receive. And I pray that for those here today, Lord, that they receive your forgiveness and your cleansing. But, God, we need some help. We need some wisdom. We need, we need that filter, Lord, that holy Holy Spirit filter, Lord, and as we go off in this place and what we say, we're going to go into meetings this week, we're going to go to back to work, we're going to be a boss, we're going to be an employee, we're going to be a, a parent, we're going to be a, a spouse, we're going to be a friend, we're going to be a loved one. Lord, will you use our lives to speak life into people this week, speak encouragement this week. Lord, if we did this, what would happen to our world? Well, our world would change a little bit better, a little bit more positive. Lord, may we do it in a genuine way, in a caring way, but may we be abundant with our words and that, Lord, they would overflow, Lord, in and through our lives because of your cleansing of our hearts and, giving, and so, Lord, you would cleanse our words. God, may that be the work that you do in us and through us. And, Lord, may we leave this place hearing your words over our life. Well done, good and faithful servant. My son, my daughter, whom I am well pleased, Lord. May we hear you. May we be life-giving in our words this week as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. just invite you to stand as we close. And each time, we really take an opportunity to pray. And as you stand, and we'll have an opportunity just to ask that, Lord, just to do a refining fire, that work, and, 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 your, and what you're doing, and what you're saying, your heart. And if you need some more prayer and help with that, we've got some wonderful people here to do that with you. And um, I hope we can take some time. And I hope we can find a group. If you're new with us, we got those connection cards. You can fill out, drop one off. We want to make a next step help you with that. And our, our team's getting ready. Ladies, don't forget moms on the way out. And here I want to say, too, if, if you didn't biologically give birth to any kid in the world, but you've been a mom to somebody in this world, please take one on the way out. We love you. We appreciate you.